disguised as the mild-mannered host of the game show, Beat the Clock, it's Bud Collier, born Clayton Johnson Hermance Jr., on June 18, 1908. An American radio actor and game show host who became one of the nation's first major television game show stars, he was best remembered for Beat the Clock and To Tell the Truth. But To Tell the Truth, he was also famous as Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman on radio and in animated cartoons that initially were seen on television and later as theatrical short subjects prior to the playing of the major featured film. He also recorded a number of record albums for children. Some of these had Bible stories in them, in keeping with his strong connections with his church and deep spirituality. Clayton Hermance was born in Manhattan and originally had his sights on a career in law as he attended Williams College and Fordham University Law School. He actually became a law clerk, but making as much in a month on radio as he did a year of being a law clerk, well, that kind of convinced him to make broadcasting his career. He changed his name to Bud Collier and began starring in major and supporting roles on all three major radio networks. But he's best remembered on radio for his starring role as Superman on the Mutual Broadcasting System in early 1940. He used his voice as both Clark Kent and Superman playing opposite actress Joan Alexander as Lois Lane. He was extremely talented at changing his voice as he was changing into his Superman costume. In fact, that vocal skill is how the audience knew when he had completed the metamorphosis. But enough about the backstory to Superman. Let's get into what the two back-to-back -back episodes you're going to hear on this track are all about. First of all, March 4th, 1940, The North Star Mind Swindle, Part 1. And from March 6th, 1940, The Stabbing of June Anderson. Look, up in the sky. If you see Superman, let me know. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and I am John Lovering, the oldie who produces this podcast, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's Superman! And now, Superman, who has appeared on Earth as the champion of the weak and the oppressed. In his disguise of Clark Kent, news reporter for the Daily Planet, Superman has foiled the diabolical plans of the Yellow Mask, a maniac who thought himself emperor of the world. And now, a new adventure comes to the mild-spectacled reporter who is known to the city room as Clark Kent. Not knowing what strange and exciting days are directly ahead, Kent listens eagerly as a photographer brings word of a fire in one of the city's largest buildings. Listen. Hey, 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 Mr. White. What about that fire in the Sterling Tower? Yeah? What about it? Uh, don't go, Kent. Just got a phone call. They think there's a girl trapped on the 20th floor. What? A girl trapped? Can't they get her out? Can't reach her. Mr. White, let, let me cover that story. Maybe... Maybe what, Kent? Oh, maybe I can do something. Can I cover it? Go ahead. 
But if the fire department can't reach her, why do you think you can? Listen, you ain't heard of half the chief. Hello, Miss Lane. What's all the excitement, Mike? Go on, Mike. Uh, wait. What about photographs? Who's up there? I'm going myself right away. But get this, will you? There's something phony about this fire. Phony? Yeah. Well, that's the dope I got. The fire marshal thinks maybe it's incendiary. Somebody said it on purpose. A firebug. What? Who did it? Where, whereabouts in the building is it? Did I hear you say something about a girl? Did she do it? Listen, give me a chance, will you? There's a mining company got offices up in the tower. North Star Mining Company. That's where the fire started, and they think that's where the girl is. They think? Mr. White, we're wasting time. Mike and I can grab a cab and be up there in five minutes. <laughs> What's this? The store reporter turning fireman? Maybe he thinks he can save the girl. Come on, Galahad. Yes, do hurry. When you get back, we'll have a special medal for you. Clark Kent, scoops and life. Quit that, Lois. No time for fooling. On your way, Kent. Call back the minute you have anything. Say, there's a hook and ladder on the street right now. It must have turned the another alarm. What do you say, Kent? Wait till I grab my camera. We'll have a cab. Come on. Turn that corner on two wheels. How you doing, Kent? Uh, I'm all right, Mike. Hey, look. You can see smoke in the sky up ahead. Oh, this is a fire, all right. Ought to get some swell shots. Tough of that dame really is trapped. Say, speaking of dames, what's Lois Lane got against you? Uh, oh, almost hit that traffic officer. Hey, Eddie, you got to knock somebody off. Don't pick on cops. Why does she cold shoulder you, Kent? I don't know. Just seems to have taken a dislike to me. Oh, boy, I'll say she has. And I can tell you why, too. You ain't got a chance with her, Kent. No? No, no. You ain't you heard? About that guy she says comes down from the clouds in a red cape and pulled her out of the wrecked airplane? Oh, listen, Mike. Th- there's nothing to that. No, that's what you think, kid. You just ask her. She's got a real study now. She's that way about Superman. What's the matter, Kent? Why don't you laugh? Ain't you got no sense of humor? Oh, boy, I think it's rich. Hey, here we are. This'll do it, Eddie. Find a place to park and stand by the rush back place. Hey, Mike. There's the fire chief. Oh, gee, look at that blaze, will you? Grab your hat, Ken. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Stretch a line up there at the south corner. Get a hose crew under that east wall. That wall is looking mighty bad, chief. Go to topple any minute now. Keep your eye on it, Grogan. We'll see if you can run a ladder up the ledge where that girl was. She's gone, chief. Reckon she couldn't stand the heat. Hey, here comes the press. Hello, chief. I'm Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Don't bother me now, boys. We got our hands full. Lieutenant! Yeah? Don't let your men get too close in there. Now, just watch it. Okay. Yeah, Chief, uh, about that trapped girl, is she still up there? I don't know. I haven't seen her. She must be a goner. Where are you going with that camera? Oh, just getting a couple of shots, Chief. Get back out of there. See me later, will you, Kent? All right, Chief. Just one thing. What about the fire being incendiary? See the fire marshal. He's the one to do the talking about that. Hey, Sanders! Bring that water tower to the third story. Take it fast. Take it alarm. Hey, listen, Kent. What do you say? If we could get up in that building and cross the street, we'd have a swell angle, see? Good idea, Mike. Uh, there's a balcony up there. I'm afraid the chief won't like it. Ah, who cares? What he don't know won't hurt him. Come on, kid. This is going to be good. Mike, you go ahead up there. I'm going to call the office. Didn't I hear the chief say to send another alarm? Yeah, that makes four. Mighty big fire that takes four alarms in this man's town. Uh-huh. Okay, kid. When you come back, look for me where you see the most smoke. Right. Sandy Rome, White. Mr. White, 
This is Kent. Listen, the fire's terrific. Four alarms. Four alarms, eh? What's the chief say? He won't say anything. Too busy to talk. What about the fires being incendiary? Well, I haven't found the marshal yet. Mike and I just got here. I thought I'd better phone you and tell you about the four alarms. Right. Now, listen, Kent. Keep phoning me whenever anything happens. Mr. White, they expect the east wall to go down any second. Mike's got his camera set to watch it. You tell him not to take too big a chance. And that goes for you, too, Kent. Don't worry. I don't take many chances. So long, Mr. White. Oh, Kent. Wait, what about the girl? The one they said was trapped on the 20th floor. Well, Mr. White, I don't know. She was in the offices of the North Star Mining Company, but where she is now, I... Uh, look, I, I'd better get back. Well, go ahead. I'll wait for your call. Hey, get ready for plates on the Sterling Tower fire. Slug it, ball goes out of mammoth place. Hey, right here, Kent. Out on the balcony. Come on, watch your step. Mighty thick smoke here. Can't see a thing. Well, it's a tough spot, all right. But every once in a while it clears, and boy, do I get a shot. How about the wall? All set to go. I better get that hose line out of there. Hey, look. Look over there at the wall. Ain't that a crack? Look up there. Mike, you're right. I can see flames right through it. Look at the chief down there in the street. He sees it. He's calling his men back. Mike, what if it falls this way? It won't. What's the matter? Mike, look. High up. Up there above the ledge. Hey, hey, gee, Kent. It's her. It's that girl. Up there on the 20th floor. Mike, she's managed to get to a window. What's she going to do? Do? She can't do nothing. Where did I get her focus? Oh, never mind your camera. Call them down on the street. They can't see her. They don't know she's there. Hey, chief. Hey. Hey, the girl at the window. It's no use, Kent. They don't hear you. They, you can't do nothing. Mike, look at her. You can see her at the window. She's trying to break the glass. That won't help her. Look, in there behind her. Flames. Watch it, Kent. Pick up the smoke. <coughs> can't see. Where are you, Kent? Kent! smoke came when it did. Maybe I waited too long. Too long even for Superman. I'll try anyway. Up into the smoke. Hidden from the crowd by billows of dense white smoke pouring out of the burning building, Superman wings his way through the air to attempt a daring rescue of the girl trapped on the 20th floor. Flames crackle and spit like things alive as he reaches the window. One blow smashes the glass. Superman drops into the room, now a roaring inferno. Sheets of orange flame envelop him. His keen eyes search the fire-gutted office. The girl is nowhere to be seen. Flames, hotter than a blast furnace. Hope she got back out of this. Must be inside. Where's that door? There we are. Cooler in here. Not for long. Fire's following me in. There she is, hiding in the closet. I can see her right through the door. If I wrap her in my cape, the heat won't get to her. Quick. Oh, oh you're standing. Quick, you'll be all right. That's it. Hold on. Now then, back. Back out of this. Not the way we came in. Through the flames and out and back. The tower. We just make it. Out the window. Onto the ledge. That crowd in the street. The wind has cleared the smoke. They'll surely see me this time. But it can't be helped. The wall, it's going. It's splitting. But not with us. We're away. Just in time.
wall, Brogan. Get those men back. It's going any second. Hey, Chief, what about that girl on the 20th floor? Anybody seen her? We can't get her. Even the extension ladders won't reach. We've tried everything. Chief, look, up in the sky. It's a man, flying. No, it can't be. It is, or we're both crazy. Look, look at him. The wall's going. Watch it. Back, back. Everybody back, back, back. One wall of the burning building collapses into the street. Superman, like a bird in flight, carries the rescued girl to safety. Drops down in an alley near the fire. There, he once again assumes the guise of Clark Kent reporter. Leaving the girl for a moment, he hurries in search of an ambulance doctor. Mike, the Daily Planet photographer, spots him. Together, they return to the alley with the doctor and the battalion chief. Here she is, doctor. I don't think she's badly hurt. Unconscious. She may be burned. We'll see. Aren't you a reporter, Kent? Yes, Chief. Daily Planet. I'm with Mike. That's right, Chief. I know, but how did you happen to find this girl? I, I was running to call my paper, and then I happened to see her, staggering out of the rear of the building. Oh, how in the world she ever got down from the 20th floor is a mystery. More than that, Kent. It's a miracle. I saw a man up there. I saw a man fly out of that window. Oh, that... That can't be. And me not there with my camera? Well, I'm not crazy, Kent. Neither is Captain Grogan. We both saw him. Is she all right, Doc? Well, we won't come to for a while. Badly shot. Wait. She's coming around. Oh, oh don't let them. They'll get away. Catch them. Stop them. Oh, let me go. I can't get this. Quiet. Stop. Stop. You don't dare. Catch them. Catch them. She's out again. Here, quick. Get her in the ambulance. She's suffering from shock. Smoke poisoning. Wait, Doctor. What was she talking about? How should I know? You heard her, didn't you? Sounded like hysterical babbling to me. Okay, there. Coming through with the stretcher. Gangway, please. Was it hysterical babbling, or has sudden, unexplained mystery risen from the ashes of the Sterling Tower building? Who is this girl, and how did she happen to be trapped in the 20th floor office of the North Star Mining Company? Who did she want stopped? And caught. Clark Kent is suspicious. Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the story of one of Superman's most exciting adventures. And remember, tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now... Back to our story. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And now, Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, strange visitor from interplanetary space who has arrived on Earth to fight for the cause of justice. And in his disguise as Clark Kent news reporter to investigate the ways and lives of men. When we last saw him, Kent was one of a small group made up of the ambulance surgeon, the fire chief, a photographer from the Daily Planet, and the half-hysterical unknown girl whom Kent, as Superman, had just rescued from the blazing inferno of the Sterling Tower. As she was borne off to the ambulance, the girl broke into wild, delirious cries of stop them, catch them, catch them, and then lapsed again into unconsciousness. Today, as our story continues... 
Kent is waiting in a reception room of the hospital, hoping that the girl, whose identity is still unknown, will recover enough to tell who she is and throw light on the mysterious origin of the fire, which authorities are convinced was purposely set. But meanwhile, as Kent waits in the reception room, a powerful black sedan speeds through the night, far out of town on a highway for the west. Two men are tense in the front seat. One holds the wheel while the other nervously turns the dials of the car's radio. Listen. Watch it, Bart. Curve coming up. I'm not blind. I can see it. Hey! You have to do that. Listen, Joe. The more miles we put between us and the Sterling Tower, the better. And the quicker, the better, too. You think it's all over? Certainly it's all over. They'll never even find her. Let alone catch on about us. What are you doing with that radio? Picking up the late news. Oh, what's the matter? Worried about your investments? We might hear something. Well, I can tell you one thing. North Star Mining went down. <laughs> about 20 floors down. Uh, don't be so funny. Yeah, and if that girl had ever got out with her story, it'd be lower than that. And us along with it. And at the moment, on all fronts, there are no further developments. Locally, interest still centers on the mysterious fire which destroyed the Sterling Tower early today. This is uh -huh. it. Listen. Fire department officials are waiting to explore the ruins. To confirm suspicions, the fire was of incendiary origin. What's that? Stop the car. Pull up. Unfortunately, the only victim of the fire who can throw light on this angle is a former secretary employed by the North Star Mining Company. What? Uh -huh. Company offices of the North Star Mining Company were on the 20th floor of the tower where the fire started. But the girl escaped under mysterious circumstances. She is now in a critical condition at the city hospital. Escaped? She couldn't have. It's not possible. Representatives of the district attorney's office are waiting to question the young secretary if and when her condition makes it possible. Question? Why? You hear that? Meanwhile, Metropolitan Police are searching for two of the mining company's chief executives who have mysteriously disappeared. Bartley Pemberton, company's president, and Joseph Deneen, treasurer and vice president in charge of operations, both of whom are wanted for questioning. If they... Bart, why don't you shut it off? You want to hear the rest of it? I heard enough, Joe. More than enough. Hey, Bart, where are you going? What are you turning around for? Where am I going? Where do you think I'm going, you fool? But you're turning back. You bet I'm turning back. Right back where we came from. But you're crazy. we got to get away. We can't get away. Not now. Not till we fix that girl so she can't squeal. Where did the guy say? City hospital? Well, what are you going to do? Now listen, Joe. Pull yourself together. You're in this just as much as I am. I know, but... A couple of that girl's relatives, her cousin and her old uncle, that's you and me, are going to call on her the minute she's well enough and see her alone. We can't. They'll get us. Wait, Bart. Wait, nothing. We've got to get to her before she sees the DA. Now, hang on. Dr. Palmer wanted in surgery. Dr. Palmer wanted in surgery. Dr. Burns, report to 804. Dr. Burns, report to 804. Boy, a hospital sure does a rushing business in doctors. Hello there, nurse. Hello, Mr. Kent. Still waiting around? Oh, sure. I haven't anything else to do. Well, you're all alone now. Huh? What do you mean? Well, the man from the district attorney's office gave it up. Oh? He said to call him when the girl wakes up. How is she, nurse? Think she'll pull through all right? She's pulled through already. He was just shocked and smoke. Well, then why can't I see her? Well, she's still a little upset. She woke up a while ago, and 
said something about a car and some men. A car? Yes, I think that's what it was. I'd have called you, but she dropped off again. I thought she needed her rest more than you did your interview. Thanks, nurse. My pal. So she talked about a car, eh? Yes, and two men. Say, where are you going? Oh, just out on that sun porch. Get a little air. Now, listen, that sun porch is open. You'll catch your death of cold. Oh, no, no. I, I like the cold. Well, all right. Suit yourself. You've probably got at least an hour, but whatever you do, don't leave that door open. I won't. <sighs> She's right. It is cold. But what's a little thing like cold to Superman? I knew I'd find out something if I hung around here long enough. Two men in a car, eh? Not much to go on, but I have an hour or so to look. Two men in a car. And if they had anything to do with that fire, they're heading away from town. I wonder if they're the offices of that North Star Mining Company, Pemberton and Deneen. Well, if I catch up with them, I'll soon find out. Here we go. Bart, what's the red lights? Don't want to get us picked up now, do you? Shut up and keep your head. We're turning in at this parking lot. Where's the hospital? It's right around the corner. I'll ask the attendant to make sure. Here he comes. Evening, gentlemen. Okay, Mac. How much to park? Fifty cents for the first hour. Dime for every hour extra. We won't be over an hour. Oh, uh, where's the city hospital? Uh, straight down the avenue. First block to the right. You can't miss it. Don't worry. We won't miss it. Yeah, we won't miss her either. Come on, Joe. It's later than I thought. We'd better step on it. What if the DA got there first? We'll worry about that when we have to. Remember now, I'm her uncle and you're her cousin who she hasn't seen for days. All set? Listen, are you sure Come we got... Come on, don't get chicken-hearted. Make it good. Short and snappy. Okay. No luck. Looked into 500 cars and haven't found a thing. Either that girl was raving or they slipped by me in the dark. Huh. Wait. There's a car coming up the road with two men in it. I'll drop down. No time to become Clark Kent. Here they come. I'll stand in the middle of the road. They're not going to stop. They're swerving. But I'll stop them. Hey, what? It's a police car. The last people in the world I want to meet right now. Hey, you, what's the big idea? You're trying to wreck us? Hey, come back! Back, he's playing! Up in the air! Lock him! Lock him! Nice shooting, officer. One of those bullets bounced off my chest. Sorry, I can't wait to explain. Gotta get back to that hospital. Wasted enough time. That girl's probably ready to talk now. So long. Back to the city. Wanted an emergency. Calling Dr. Winter. Well, Mr. Kent, are you still wait? My goodness, where is he? Are you looking for me, nurse? My lands, don't tell me you've been out on that porch all this time. Oh, why not? Well, it's over an hour. Aren't you frozen? Oh, not me. I like it. What about the patient? Is she awake? Oh, yes. She even has some visitors. Visitors? From the district attorney's office? Uh, no, a couple of relatives. Relatives? I didn't know she had any. Well... Evidently, she has. An uncle and a cousin. And they're with her now? Well, they really shouldn't be, of course, but they were so anxious and they wanted to see her so badly that I, I stretched a point and let them in. How long have they been with her? Just went in. Well, what's the matter? Nurse, let me go in and talk to them. You? 
Why, I should say not. Please, nurse. Not until the doctor says it's all right. Now, look, nurse. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put your picture in the paper. How's that? You can't do that. I will, I promise. A picture and a, a nice little story. How about it? Well, well, you stay here till I call you. I'll see how she is. Two relatives. This is the first time they show up when the girl's been here over 12 hours and every paper in town's full of the story. Something mighty queer about this. <coughs> what the? Somebody screamed. The supervisor. Where's the supervisor? Call Dr. Peters, quick. Orderly. Orderly. Which way do they go, Miss King? Dr. Peters, where is he? Call him somebody. Hey, what's going on? What happened? Say, mister, two men. They were in one of the rooms. Anybody go through here? No, I haven't seen a sign of them. Hey, wait. What did they do? Nurse says they stabbed a girl. Hey, there. Stabbed hey. a girl? Hey. Nurse! Nurse, where are you? Oh, Mr. Kent, those men. They weren't her relatives. They went into her room and stabbed her. Stabbed her? The doctor. Miss Gray, where's, the, where's Dr. Peters? Nurse, how badly is she hurt? Is she dead? I don't know. She's unconscious. Miss Gray, come in here and help quickly. Oh, thank heavens, Dr. Peters. Yes. Doctor. Yes, right away, nurse. Daily Planet, rewrite desk. Listen, this is Clark Kent calling from City Hospital. Now get this, Mac. Okay, Kent, shoot. It's about that girl they rescued from the Sterling Tower fire. She's in the city hospital accident ward, and a couple of alleged relatives got by the nurse and into her room. Relatives, okay. Only they weren't relatives. Nobody knows who they are, but they got into the girl's room and stabbed her. So far, the extent of her injuries is not known. Not known. Listen, is she dead or isn't she? Well, Mac, I don't know. Well, find out, Kent. Find out and call back as soon as you can. I'll wait right here by the phone and hurry, will you? This sounds like it might have to... Have Deneen and Pemberton, the two crooked owners of the North Star Mining Company, sealed their former secretary's lips forever? And why were they willing to risk arrest in order to get her out of the way? There are startling developments yet to come. Thrilling adventures in which Clark Kent and Superman play a major part. Don't miss the next sensational installment of Superman. Tune in with us next time and follow the exciting transcription, Superman. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.